Hey there, this is Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. I am Marco Sparks. Today we were talking about S3E10, What Lies Beneath. Tenth episode of season three of Pretty Little Liars. This title, What Lies Beneath, refers to a kind of like ghost horror movie starring was it Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Yeah. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, that really doesn't matter at all. It's like 14 years old and it has nothing to do with anything in this episode. We could guesstimate, uh, having never actually seen the movie ourselves. I think Harrison Ford plays like a, prof- a college professor who like sleeps with a student who later mm. becomes a ghost. Mm. It's, you know, it's applicable in so many ways, of course. Of Vaguely, I mean. Of course. It was also the title of one of the missions in Star Trek Online, according to the extremely shitty PLL wiki. Oh, God, the PLL wiki is such a joke. It really is terrible, yeah. Anyway, um, let's let's get down to it. Yes. We, uh, we open. On the Marin, what do you call this, back porch? The veranda? It's like it's like a it's a, the back of the house, the back porch area, but it's like it's all like gazebo fenced in or whatever. I don't you call that. I would call it a veranda. Okay, the on the the veranda. Um, Ashley and Hannah, I don't know. They got the wrong plant delivered or something. Um, just just this big ass weird plant in a huge pot. It's I mean it's got to be what two and a half feet tall, like eighteen inches around. That's it's a lot of dirt. Something heavy. And yeah. Ashley's like, hey, we, we need to, we're going to have to, like, have them come back and, like, you know, take this away and give us what we wanted, but you want to help me move this? And, and like, she's, no. like, trying to move it, and Hannah's just, like, you know, blowing our nails, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the phone rings, uh, Ashley goes inside to answer it, Hannah finds, like, an old, you know, note on the ground, it must have come loose, fell through, it is apparently what lies beneath. Mm-hmm. It is a letter addressed to Emily from... Maya. Maya. So next we're in Hannah's bedroom, and the liars have all assembled so Hannah can read the note to them. Mm-hmm. Maya is basically saying, blah, 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 I'm sorry, in in the note. Uh, I w- there's something I want to show you, Emily, but don't call my cell phone. Somebody stole it. Mm. Meet me at, and then, like, where that is is washed out from the rain. Right. Um... The note obviously is is from some time when Emily lived with Hannah and Ashley. Um, yeah, but also so because well, she she lived with them until right before the end of season two when Maya died. So yeah, right. Um, you know we have to kind of bite our lips a little bit here. But what you can infer is that uh, Maya's cell phone has been stolen. Someone stole her phone, and I guess I would say just think about how much information somebody could get out get about you if they stole your phone and say you know like you didn't have a passcode or they they knew it or whatever like if somebody had access to your phone how much information would they have about you and and how much of like a profile of you could they build from that information i mean because imagine i mean how much we do that now with like facebook we get Mm -hmm. a good idea who a person is just based on their facebook output um but so Based on the note, I don't know if Emily's already looked at her, or just based on the horrible, you know, words contained within, Emily cannot authenticate that this note is indeed from that monster, Maya. She's like, uh, it sounds vaguely horrible enough to be her. Yeah. And it does. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya is like, you know, the policeman's saying all along that Maya must have found something that proved Garrett killed Allie, so this thing she wanted to show you must be it. Yeah. And Spencer's like, slow down. You're stepping on my jump to conclusions territory right now. We don't even know that Maya wrote that. 
Well, Spencer's like, well, first of all, guys, we have no idea when Maya wrote this note. But Sonaria grabs a note, and <laughs> she's like, like there's the a date. <laughs> yeah, there's a date right here. It's from the day that Maya died. That's when it was written. And everyone has basically, oh, shit. Well, they do the whole, like, Arya's like, there's a date, and then shows it to Emily, and Emily's like, that's the day Maya died. And everyone looks vaguely, you know, creeped out or whatever. Or like they have to poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So, uh, going straight from that segue into Arya. The wonderful and magnificent Arya, who is, she's at Ezra's, she's got some bagels and some cream cheese, and she is very absentmindedly spreading some cream cheese on that bagel. Like, she's just not feeling spreading this cream cheese at all. Let me, let me exaggerate for a moment here. Mm-hmm. Arya has like a hundred fucking bagels here. Yeah. And she is, there's a storm silently brewing up in Aria, and the lightning and the wind is lashing out in these poor fucking bagels. See, I actually took, I actually took a much different reading on that. You took that she's just kind of absentmindedly doing this. I took it like she's angrily. Well, I was getting there. I'd say she's absentmindedly doing it. It's so she's, she's trying to project the vibe of somebody asked me what's wrong. Yeah. Like that's how I took it. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's, it's Aria and eventually it'll be Ezra. She's buttering more bagels than they could feed in like a in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a metaphor. Yeah. So, do you have any notes at all about her outfit? Uh, on this, no. I can tell you that Ezra walks in wearing just like a t-shirt and boxers. It's like the morning time, but no, I did not write down. So I- I'm just gonna take a stab at it. So there's mm-hmm. like a there's like a black vest and this kind of like crazy short sleeved blouse. With an ugly color, it's like huge shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. She's got a necklace on that looks like it's a cross between some kind of artifact from an Indiana Jones movie and like a blind child's art project. Uh, her skirt looks like it's like a patterned skirt. It looks like it's, I don't know, like jellyfish having sex with flowers or something. And then she's wearing knee-high black boots. I don't. I don't know. What Honestly, none of this sounds out of the ordinary for Arya at all. No, it's it's like if you dressed up a hooker and then put her like in an office or something. I, <laughs> I don't know what she's wearing here. It's it's not out of place on Arya at all. It doesn't look bad on her. Mm-hmm. It just looks strange on a human being. Arya. <laughs> Arya, ladies and gentlemen. So she's she's standing around waiting for Ezra to like notice her face and and ask. Uh, but he doesn't. He, this just, is... he just sits down. So finally, she's just like, "How much would you have to pay someone to fall off the face of the earth?" Well, this is this is even before that. This is domestic bliss in mm-hmm. all caps. <laughs> um, also, Arya got jalapeno bagels. Is that a good thing for you? Is that does that move the needle for Marcus well, Sparks? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I want to point out that Esther's like. Oh, are these, you know, blah, blah, bullshit bagels? And she's like, they're jalapeno bagels. And he's like, uh, I'm going to take one of the other ones instead. <laughs> they're angry bagels. And yeah. so, yeah, she launches, she's just like, not even look at him. How much would you have to pay someone to fall off the face of the earth? Well, actually. And then cut to Ezra. And he's just like, stone face, stone face. Let me, let me. Are you talking that. about? <laughs> yeah. Before even that, though, like he picks up the bagel. He sits down on the couch. Where she's still buttering more bagels than there are in people in this room. And he's just like, he checks the time and he's just like, aren't you going to be late? And then that's when she goes into the, how much would you have to pet? Yeah. And he just like stares for 10 seconds and finally he's just like, 
are you talking about? And Arya goes, Maggie! <laughs> and Ezra's just like, yeah, it's going to be one of those days. So, so we're still doing this, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya is like infuriated that Ezra never sought out what that price well, was. Well, because she's like, it had to be a lot. You know, I'm just, just, you know, I just like to get some, some solid numbers here. And Ezra's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I was never able to, able to get in touch with her. Yeah. And Arya's like, can't believe this. And he's like, well, you know, eventually after trying for several months, he kind of got the feeling that she didn't want to be found. So he points out that when they first met, he was not, you know, eager to reveal every well, skeleton. Because well, Arya's mad that he never told her about Maggie. So, you know, just for fun, I, I screen capped one of her reaction faces <laughs> to him saying that. And I wrote in like, how dare you? I would have made those skeletons dance to the tune of my madness. I mean, she gets pretty fired up pretty fast. Well, because it's kind of bullshit on Ezra's part, because he tries to basically be like, old history. And Arya's just like, you know, you could have told me about Maggie when you told me about Jackie. You know, like, there was a time when, like, old history came up and we had that talk, and this still did not come up about Maggie. Yeah. And she says, Ezra, we've been with each other for over a year now. And Ezra's just like, uh, Jenna thing, A, I'm just, I'm gonna lay those cards on the table and see how you respond. And Arya responds with angrily grabbing his bagel. And it's just like, I will toast that bagel for you. Well, she screams out, this is completely different than that. Mm-hmm. And then his face is kind of like, oh, really? And then half a second later, that face deflates into, I cannot win this fight. He's like, yeah, I wasn't the one who had a ghost ninja stalking me, but whatever. Yeah, she she grabs the bagel to go toast it, but really, really, she wants to toast his nuts. Well, I like how he's like, hey, you know what? Uh, why don't you, you know, save that for later? I need to take a shower. Basically, like, get your ass packing. Well, he's like, I'm. He's basically, he's either gonna go hide into the shower until he's pruny, mm-hmm. or until she's gone. Do you think he has a shower with a little bench in it that he just kind of sits down in? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, can we get an infographic on how many times Ezra's taken a fucking shower this season? Because it seems like it's been a lot. I he's want at the like end of the scene, just out of the shower, or like going into the shower. I want at the end. I, I I think those are all metaphors for sex. But yeah, at the end of the scene, I want it to like cut to Ezra sitting down in the shower, still clothed. It's like the water pours down his face, and he's just like staring ahead, like thousand yards there. And he's just like, I wanted this. <laughs> I wanted this. Tell. And he like slaps himself. Get it together, Fitz. He can't tell where the tears are mm-hmm. when it's just the water from the shower. Yeah. yeah, so he gets up, and Arya just slams the bagel into the toaster. <laughs> like, not cut. Like, she just shoves the whole thing in there. Arya's pissed. Uh, it's, it's a delight to see. <laughs> so, of course... Um, the next time we see Arya, she's at school at her locker, and she she has a concerned look on her face, and she finally sighs and like pulls out her phone and brings up Ezra's contact because she's thinking about calling him, but then decides better of it. So we see Ezra's mobile number and his home number both start with five five five. His email is just efits at ptmails dot com. When I first looked at this, I went back. I thought it was efits at. <laughs> dot com shouldn't it be website page dot com yeah really, really by the way did you know website page dot com is taken what by who i don't know there's a website page dot co i i was so tempted to like buy it and make that our new website website uh, page yeah there's also there is a bros watch plt dot com available i don't know if i feel like buying that but maybe we should maybe we should mm-hmm. i would I'm much sh- prefer to have website page dot com personally yeah i feel that i feel that or just a variety of Aria-centric website URLs. 
What would those be like? I don't know. That's so Arya. Um, yeah, so Arya decides to get. She puts the phone away and she walks off. And then we get we cut to Ella's classroom. Uh, kind of cool guy Zach the baker is there. Coffee shop bread breaker, bro. He's brought like a kind of a big tray to put on the desk that has uh, some freshly baked bread. And Ella's like narrating what it has. She's like, oh, freshly baked bread and brie and hummus and grilled tomatoes and all this other shit. And she's like, oh, you're, you're spoiling me. She doesn't actually say all this other shit, but. You know. um, there's like flowers in a water bottle. They're drinking what is probably water. And, like, I think it's supposed to be glasses. like sparkling water and champagne flutes. Yeah. They got their fucking Perrier. There's a lot of Perrier in this episode. Yeah. And Zach is like, I grew those tomatoes by myself, by the way, like NBD. Yeah. I, I, ca- I kind of just have a green thumb. Yeah. He, he literally says it that way. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just um, like, I'm that cool. I'm like the ultimate hipster, bro. Well, he's wearing like dirty faded jeans of holes in them and a leather jacket that has like studs on the sleeve. It's weird kind of metal studs on the forearms of the sleeve. Yeah, I don't know what's this going on. This is like this is a jacket. This is like a tough guy jacket that you buy at like Kohl's. Also like a, a Clash t-shirt. Yeah, he's wearing a Clash t-shirt which has a skull on it. It says the Clash and it's got a bunch of like Japanese symbols. Mhm. Um again, this is a shirt you buy like at Target. I'm guessing. Oh, you're you're dogging my 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 boy there. Zach Zach who shops at the Coles and the Target. Coles? I don't think they have a Coles in Rosewood. <laughs> maybe maybe over in Bucks County. Mm. Um. Also, Zach is snuck in a miniature bottle of Prosecco. What is that? Is it's that like wine? Kind of like sparkling white wine. Yeah. Okay. But Ella's just like, yeah, we're at school, so I probably can't well, you she's, know, be slurring my words. Yeah, she's been teaching some Shakespeare today. She doesn't want mm-hmm. to be like slurring with the iambic pentameter. She doesn't want to be all lit up during mm-hmm. the uh, the bard. Don't you, though? Uh, so they lean in to kiss, and then Arya walks in. Yes. And she has the most hilarious like expressions pass over her face. Because she, she walks in, and she's kind of like, oh? And then, like, cut to, you know, it's just Zach and Ella kissing some more. And come back to Arya, and she's just like, um, hello, Arya in? Like, look at me? <laughs> look at me! <laughs> I wanted her to, like, stomp her foot at one point. <laughs> Finally, she's like, hey, mom! And they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Or fire up an air horn? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, oh my god, she has so many great facial expressions in this scene. Uh, Lucy Hale's face is an amazing like special effects budget it's too bad that she's so often shackled with like her lame ass ezra plot lines because she's really good um at what she does like she's definitely i think has like the best like comic timing mm-hmm. uh, even though hannah gets the funnier lines but yeah a lot of times she's stuck with fits uh when she's hilarious i'm trying to think of a director who does a lot of like like close-up work on his actors i'm thinking of, like soderbergh like Soderbergh, if he ever unretires or whatever the fuck he's doing, should really like look into this Lucy Hale business because, like, just imagine a whole movie playing off Arya face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so they Ella and Zach kind of get up and they're like, "Oh, hey!" And Arya just has this look that she's giving Ella, just like, "Are you for fucking real?" Yeah. You know, um, her, she has like a very arch tone oh, in yeah. this whole thing, and, and she's Archia. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is Zach. Hey, nice to meet you. And Arya's just like staring at them, and Zach's like, uh, hey, uh, would you like some food? And Arya's like, oh, no, thanks. 
And then she just stares at them, at Zack and Ella, until, like, way beyond the point it gets awkward. And finally, Ella turns around and has this, like, pained smile, like, ee. And Zack's just like, yeah, anyway, I should go. I gotta, uh, put something in the oven back at the brew. And then he <laughs> says, I'll see you tomorrow, babe. And, and I, uh, <laughs> she has a pained flinch at the yeah. word babe. Like she's been shot. Like Arya just basically walked in and stared at these people until one of them left. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, not a great meeting here between Arya and her new step. But I like how Ella's still kind of like, she's a little swoony here. And Arya's just like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, babe? Air quotes? You didn't mention how different he was. And Ella's like, you mean young? And Arya's like, no, I don't have a problem with age, LOL. Did, did you, you tell me yours? <laughs> fuck you, Arya. And I was like, yeah, I did. Chill the fuck out, you know? Everything about Arya in this scene says that she does not approve. I want to mm-hmm. point that out in contrast to the rest of the episode. But yeah, Ella's like, you know, we've been very honest with each other. And then Arya has like her second LOL, like, <laughs> honesty. <laughs> Amateur. Yeah. But Arya has to go, and Ella's, Ella's just like, we'll talk. And Arya, her look is just like, we fucking will. Well, so the bell rings, and, you know, Ella's like, well, blah, 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 you know. And then Arya almost, like, like snorts. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's at her locker later. Ella comes it's up like, to It's her. like just after school, I think. Arya's getting ready to leave. There is some confusion about the timelines progressing on this day. This but is yeah. all one day, by the way. This, this is, whole it's, well, it's, it's a little bit over 24 hours. But yeah, there's a little the next day, but yeah. It's very confusing towards the end anyways. But so, Ella's just like, hey, are you heading home? And Arya's like, <laughs> Um, Ella has a coffee date. Well, Ella wants to walk home together with Arya, but they gotta hurry because she's got this other coffee date. With and either she, Jim or Luke. She can't even remember who because she's booked so tight. Her dance card is full of dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arya suddenly, just to be contrary, she's like, well, what about Zack? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she doesn't know if it's Jim or Luke today, because the other one is on Saturday. And so she, uh, <laughs> she like, starts to go through her thing, and it's like, oh yeah, Jim today, then Luke on Saturday, also Zack on Saturday. Um, but yeah, so Arya is like, you know, is the Zack thing isn't serious then. And Ella basically is just like, oh, no, like, Zach's just like my handsome, smart, young fuck toy. Well, she's like, oh, he boosted my ego. Uh, but I'm not sure if I see much of a future in it, basically. And she thinks that uh, there are probably plenty of other ladies that Zach has seen at the coffee shop. And Arya's just like, oh, I don't know about that. And basically, like, why don't you slow down, hussy? Yeah, she's like, slow down, slut. Yeah, and um, Ella's just like, hey, why don't you relax? This is just coffee. Yeah. She's like, Arya. Could you crawl out of my ass? Could you <laughs> do that? Crawl on out. And Arya's like, what happened to, you know, not wanting to add someone else to the equation? Blah, blah, blah. And Ella's basically like mommy horny, Arya. Yeah. She's willing to kiss a few frogs to find her prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, all these frogs are in Rosewood. There is yeah. no princess. They're all pedophiles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> cut to the brew. Arya's sitting... Not at the usual, like, spot that's reserved just for the liars. She's sitting, like, towards the front with you, Ezra. You know that the whole time they're talking about, like, can you believe that these fuckers are mm-hmm. sitting in my goddamn seat? And Ezra's just, like, quietly laptopping, hoping that she'll calm mm-hmm. down. 
<laughs> yeah, he's laptoping away. Arya has like a notepad out, and I kind of wonder because she's looking over at Zach behind the counter. Like, is she making notes on Zach right now? Right. Well, well, Ezra's updating his like Mash.com profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you mean his website page profile. Yeah, his website page profile. <laughs> There's only one website that exists in Rosewood. Exactly. And it is website page. Uh, so Ezra's just like he's like, hey, who is that? And Arya's like, oh, just one of the many bros that my mom is banging, basically. Yeah. yeah. And Ezra's like, well, you should go say hello. And Arya's like, do I have to? And he says, uh, he's looking right at you. And like, she looks up, and Zach's kind of like giving her this like goofy nod. You know, Zach keeps smiling over at Arya like a giddy retard. Mm-hmm. Like he will not stop like smiling, like beaming at her. And so. She, you know, she gets up, goes over, and she's like, hey, I like a t-shirt. Like, I like to clash, too. Yeah, yeah. These two train in vain for a moment together. Um, imagine Arya listening to The Clash. I can, I can imagine. I mean, Arya. what kind of music does Arya listen to? Whatever she does, she's rocking the castle. probably just like the Beatles. Well, so I feel like Arya gets a dig in there, because she's like, oh, you like, you like The Clash, too? You know, my mom actually saw them live a hundred years ago. Well, it's like a dig on him, but also, like, my mom's old, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so old, she saw The Clash live. Her first boyfriend was Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm sorry for you uh, walking in on me and your mom like that. It's probably not the way I wanted to meet you. And Arya's like, yeah, you know, I'm just sorry. I'm not used to, like, seeing other dudes, like, kiss my mom other than my dad. So that that's weird. Well, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I totally know the feeling. My parents got divorced at 15. I didn't want any men around my mom because no one was good enough. And Arya's like, basically, like, I know that feeling. And I just wanted Arya to be like, I'm sorry, wouldn't this conversation become not about me? Exactly. That's that's yeah. the subtext of every Arya scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Arya that he thinks her mom is awesome it's and really, really funny. funny. And she's straight up LOLs. She's like, right, I'm sure you say that to all your girlfriends. And it's very pointed. And Zach... I hope he's smart enough to know that, like, you're you're under, like, recording and surveillance right now. Like, everything you do is being reported back to to Ella, you know? So he's like, no, I'm, I'm actually not seeing anyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Ari's like, oh, that's cool, that's good. For the record, if you hurt her, I will crush your scones. And he, his look on his face is just like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'd heard stories about you, but to meet you in person, wow. Yeah. They yeah. don't do you justice. You're insane. <laughs> He's like, also, you haven't blinked this whole time. Yeah. She's like, my eyes don't require moisture. Um, so later, Ari and Ella are like walking down the street after like a yoga session. They got their like mats rolled up. They got their yoga them. mats. They got their yoga pants. For some reason, Arya's wearing like these Big ass like black UGG boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ella has like little like tennis shoes on. I don't I don't know if UGG boots are what you'd wear to a yoga session. But that that's Arya for you. Sounds legit. Also, Lucy Hale might actually be taller than Holly Marie Combs. I don't know if it's the angle they're shooting at, but like she appears to be bigger than Holly Marie Combs. That seems crazy to me. Yeah. Um. So Arya's like, well, "How was your coffee date?" And Ella's like, "Drip, drip, drip." That's what the sound his penis made. I was going to say, that's clearly a <laughs> uh, reference to premature ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya's like, I don't know why you bother going out with these other guys, because blah, 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 Zach's pretty great. Arya's like, he likes the clash. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, she basically says, well, Zach has my approval because he's totally into you. And Ella's like, and how do you know this? And Arya's like, well, I kind of went to interrogate him. And he told me that. And then I might have given him the impression that it was mutual. You know. Well, she's like, you know, basically she says, you know, I didn't feel like telling him that my mom was like fucking her way through the town like she was Ashley Marin, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ella is excited that Zach is like super into her, but she wants to take it at her own pace because, you know, she's divorced. (laughs) I like the power. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know what to say to him. Like, I'm new to ruining your other relationships, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will catch up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she says there's a lot of things that she and, you know, Byron did not know about each other when they got married. And Oh, but before you get to that, let's just back up a little, because after Arya tells Ella about this, and she puts her arm around Ella, like, like, Arya's the mom in this situation. She kind of, like, leans over, arm around the shoulder, and she's just like, I just, you know, think you should, this is going somewhere, you need to tell Zach. You know, it's like very motherly. It's so bizarre. And Ella's just like, well, you know, I just want to move at my own pace. I want two things. I want Arya to keep doing that to every character, especially mm-hmm. characters who are drastically taller than her. But also, from a few episodes ago, I want, whenever Arya doesn't like what you're saying, I want her to look away and then just put a finger to your lips. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I like it, whatever it is that you're the opposite you're saying. Yeah. So, we're at Ezra's place later. Oh, oh we just oh. back up briefly. Uh, so, she's, Ella's saying, oh, I just want to move my own pace. And she's like, trust me, there's so many things I didn't know about your father when we got married. And Arya, she just frowns, like frowny Arya, and like pulls her arm away. Like, no, you don't get the shoulder hug anymore. Like, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Even though Arya is full of shit-talking about Byron. Yeah, well, I, I think the subtext here is that Arya is going through something where she doesn't know everything about Ezra right now, so she just oh, yeah. the very the very reminder that you know there there might exist in relationships secrets and things you don't know about each other. Frowning or, Arya, or even dare we say, subtext. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arya is very much about the text. Um, so at Ezra's place later that night, they're watching an old movie, which is we found out Woman of the Year, starring Catherine Hepburn. Uh, they're kind of like laying in bed, but still fully clothed. So it's you know, it's not like they're under the covers or anything. Um, on screen, there's it's like Catherine Hepburn's like kind of running around like a crazy woman trying to like make a breakfast is what it looks like. As like all this shit's happening around her that she can't keep up with. I would describe the body language in the room as um, Ezra and Ari are watching this movie. So that they don't have to talk to each other. Well, the Spencer Tracy in the movie looks bored. Ezra looks bored. Yeah. Arya is like staring at him, looking bored and just like frowning. You know. But she's also kind of studying him a little bit. She's watching oh, yeah. him watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So at one point, he gets up, walks over to like the little kitchen area, which is like three feet away, and she's like, "Oh, are you making popcorn?" And he's like, "Well, no, but I I could, you know." And then he's like, "You know what? Never mind. I- I'm tired. Can we just continue this some other time?" Yeah, and so Arya's like, she gets up and she's just like, you know, we're fighting without actually fighting. And she lays the old apology on him, like, sorry for the way I acted this morning. Your past is your past. I should have respected that. And Ezra's like, yeah, I found Maggie. Hmm. She lives in Delaware. I haven't called her yet. And Arya's just like, frown. <laughs> if this scene had gone on a minute longer, it would have been full of just Arya scoffing. Mm-hmm. <gasps> 
So cut to the brew. It's late. Zach is behind the counter doing Zach stuff, and Ella walks in, and she's just like, "Hey, up for a drink?" You know. She's and like, Zach is basically I was just in the like, area. "Zach, like, all, his response is basically just like, sexy eyes." You know. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. Um, he's finishing up some stocking. He has her go sit down. He immediately comes over with like a bottle of wine and some glasses. Do they serve this? At the coffee shop. I think they do. I think or... it's one of those like coffee in the morning, wine bar in the evening type of places. That's okay. That's my feeling. Didn't, like... didn't Ashley order a, a thing of wine well, like, a few episodes back? This is Ashley, though. They just like have wine just for her. <laughs> just in case. Like, all re- all like, uh, you know, establishments at Rosewood have liquor licenses just yeah. to sell Ashley yeah. wine. Yeah, yeah. You order the Ashley Marin plan, and there's just always like a glass of wine in your hand. Or, or I'm wondering though, like, are the teenage employees of the brew working in a place where they know that there's booze, just so their boss can have like late night rendezvous with? I think they serve it there. I mean, I I remember seeing a thing where like Starbucks was going to experiment with serving wine in like the evening or something. So hmm. wouldn't shock me. Although, yeah, it's not like Emily would be able to serve it. True, yeah. Um, yeah. Although this is Rosewood, so <laughs> some some sort of local sunset law that allows it. Yeah. So he asks, you know, if Arya had mentioned seeing him, and Ella's just like, uh huh. She's like, yeah, about that. Anyway, <laughs> just FYI, I've been doing half the town while I've been dating you because I was you know, under the impression that you were doing half the town too. Mister Cool Guy's like. No, babe. I was just seeing you. Well, it's a whole, like, I thought, you know, I've been dating guys because I was under the impression you were too, and he's just like, dating guys? <laughs> he's like, no, just you. And she's like, your your youthful wit slays me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just find it hard to believe that, you know, you're young and hot, and Zach's just like, you're only a couple years older than me. And Ella says, try ten. Ten years! So, what is Ella, like, early 40s? Uh, I mean, I've always got the impression that Ella was fairly young when she had Arya. Yeah, I would think so. Because she she talks a lot about getting married early, you know, like. But seemingly just... Byron was like either her high school sweetheart or like a dude she met like first year at college or something like that. But I wouldn't be shocked though if during parts of her marriage to Byron, when like she was asleep. Arya came into her room and like opened her mouth and like sucked her youth right out of her. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, the the subtext here is Zach is just like, "Hey, Ella, relax. You're a fun, sexy milf. Mm-hmm. In the prime of your milf, you're interesting, smart, and sexy. Those are hard qualities to find." He's like, but... "Did I mention the sexy? Did I mention that I have a boner?" Yeah. He's like, "If you want to, you know, play a field, that's cool." And Ella's like, "No, no, it's not that. You know, I just..." Didn't expect to meet someone that I liked so much at this point in my life. And he's like, he hands her a glass, and he's like, well, I'm not asking you to move in or anything, but I think we should give this a shot. And they start making out. They clink glasses, they kiss, and the, the sign pans over, or the, I'm sorry, the camera pans over to a sign that says, hot coffee. <laughs> Chicka bow wow. That's when Ella, or Emily comes in to like pick up her paycheck, and she's oh. like, Jesus! <laughs> she's like, oh God, I quit! I can't work for you now. I can never go to Arya's house ever again, though I was always afraid to in the first place because it's terrifying there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to combine Hannah and Emily because... They, they spend have... most of the episode together. And, and it, we, could, 
we could try to split it up, but it would be even confusing. It would just be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we start before school, rewinding flashbacks of the morning. We're at the brew again. We we at the brew a lot in this episode. They really like this set now. Um, Hannah is like chilling on the tables, like watching videos on Maya's dreadful website. And Emily comes up to her for a cup of coffee and says, I'm cutting you off after this one. And we think that she's referring to the coffee, but no, she's referring to Maya's website page. Hannah's been watching a heck of a lot of Maya's website page, and Emily's just like, you know, there's nothing there. I've already gone through the whole thing. And Hannah's like, well, I'm a fresh pair of eyes. Well, let's, let's look at it this way, though. So Hannah's obviously secretly got something going with Caleb again. Mm-hmm. Hannah's Hannah's probably horny, mm-hmm. but, you know, she can't act on it. What better to suppress your libido? Are you saying she's like Elaine where she gets more intelligent when she doesn't have sex? Possibly, but I'm just saying, like, if you really wanted to, like, you know, kill your boner as a guy, sure, there's cold showers or whatever, but you could just look at some Maya videos, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, So, Emily goes back to, you know, do her job, and Ren has walked in. Oncoming storm of fresh customers. Yeah, one of those fresh customers is Ren, and he looks over and spots Hannah, and kind of smiles, and it's pretty clear he's more happy to see her than she is to see him. He's in scrubs, yeah. Mm-hmm. He points out that she hasn't been to see Mona in a while, and Hannah's just like, I've had like a super busy week. Yeah. <laughs> and Ren's just like, well, next time you do, you should you know, let me know. We'll grab coffee. And he's like, you know, I've been thinking about that kiss a lot. And Hannah's just like, look, Ren, that ain't going to happen again. Yeah. Well, she's like, look, Ren, what happened the other day, dot, dot, dot. And Ren's like, yeah, I've been thinking about it, too. And mm-hmm. not much else since then. And Hannah lets out a huge sigh. It's not going to happen again. She's like, Spencer's my best friend. And Ren says, I thought she was with Toby. And Hannah's like, she is, but, you know, girl code. And she's like, meanwhile, Caleb and I, and he's like, dot, 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 broke up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like basically for a moment there. Ren is trying to like relentlessly apply like sleaze logic into obligating Hannah into something. I don't know if I call it sleaze logic, but I guess he's he wants like a straight answer, perhaps. Um, he's trying to be. He's trying once he realizes that she's serious, he mm-hmm. plays it cool when he bounces. Um, and for as for as scummy of a guy as Ren is, at least he does take no for an answer, more or less. Yeah, uh, but I do like where she's just basically like girl code, you know, and Ren's just like foiled again. You know, for a moment, though, I thought that we were heading to one of those scenes where like Hannah's like, I shouldn't have to give you the lay of the fucking land. But, mm-hmm. you know, nod your head if you understand. But no, Ren. Let's put it this way. Ren comes off as pretty fucking smooth compared to other guys in this episode. It's mostly the accent. Yeah. Foiled again. It's just like, damn it. He's like, bugger. Which is what I would not be doing to you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, later on, Spencer's kind of f- walks up to Emily outside at lunch, as uh, outside the school, not in the quad. Emily's reading that note from Maya, and she's probably been reading it like all day from the sound of it. Yeah. So Spencer's like, "How many times have you been reading that?" Spencer, how would you describe Spencer's shirt? He's wearing a navy top with yellow anteaters and a pattern all over it. Okay, is it anteaters? That makes sense. Okay, yeah. for because the nose and everything, and the mm-hmm. nose kind of like blends into like the tail. But like for a moment there, I thought it was elephants because you know Spencer never forgets anything. That's true. And she's in the middle of the room. 
Um, so Emily, you know, she asked about Toby, and Spencer said that he called the night before. Toby's waiting for a permit for the loft, presumably to fix the toilet. So in the meanwhile, he's taking a job in Bucks County, wherever the fuck that is. Yeah. But you skipped over a few things there. Um, oh, what did I forget? Spencer suggests that Maya's planning on meeting them at some place they like to spend time together, like the lake house. And Emily's just like, ah, I was just there with Nate. And Spencer's like, well, I could go there with you. And, but Emily's just like not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And she's not sure what she should be looking for. Like this new Maya mystery is not, not a lot to work with. You know, yeah. Maya wanted to show her something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, conversation about Toby. Toby's in Bucks County. Spencer's actually relieved that he's out of town because at least she's not lying to him. And because she doesn't need a boyfriend all the time. Well, what Emily, you, Emily what has you, a, a. What do you even do with a boyfriend? Do you have to like water him? Do you have to feed him? What is it? Does he like sit in the corner and be quiet when she's yeah. being Spencer? Yeah. Emily uh, has a, a strange line here. She says, "Lying to Toby is like lying to the Dalai Lama." I, I wanted Spencer to be like, "Huh." Explain. <laughs> Do you remember uh, what episode was it? It was either end of season one or end of season two when it was like Spencer was on the phone with somebody and she like she found something out. And she's like, no, no one knows but Toby, you know, and he won't tell her something we talked about on the podcast where it, it felt like a whistling past the graveyard moment where it's like, oh, don't worry. Only Toby knows about it. Yeah. This to me felt like another one of those moments where it's like, oh, Toby's like the Dalai Lama. I mean, it's just like. You're just whistling on past the graveyard right now. Like, I, I just. I, Toby himself should be worried that they're building him up a little too much. Because he's going to end up dead. Yeah. Dead. Um, Spencer, yeah, Spencer complains about this new A uh, because she survived Mona with straight A's, but now her grades are sliding. Yeah, she's like, by the way, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm failing everything, even physics. And Emily's like, a B is not failing. And Spencer says, B is for bad. So can we just, just to clarify, so everyone knows, you know, their phonics here. A is for anonymous, mm-hmm. A is for aria, B is for bad. Mm-hmm. And then Paige walks up, kills the whole vibe, and Spencer's just like, later, I'm out of here. I don't want to be offensive, so I'm going to leave off a lot of description of Paige's outfit, but she is also oh, I wearing, got it. She's wearing the most America shirt ever. She's wearing this extremely hideous, born to ride, like sleeveless top. It looks like something a biker would wear. She probably stole it from Baker Brozak, I'm guessing. It says, live to ride, ride to live. Yeah. Like the big old, like, eagle American flag. Yeah, yeah. And she's got I, her hair, uh, I don't know what they call that. It's, like, kind of, like, druidy, like, braids, like, pulled back around the back and, and tied together. I don't know what's going on there. This is, this shirt. In, in sleeveless. Others, really want to point out, sleeveless. This is obviously from Walmart's trendy, young, edgy lesbian line of clothing. Well, it's like sleeveless with uh, big open sleeves and like a sports bra underneath. I mean, it's just, it's all bad, this outfit. At what point does a vice principal not send her home to change? At what point does, uh, I think it's Lindsay Shaw, the actress who plays Paige, just be like, hey, come on. Yeah, I'm not wearing that. First you gave me those horrible bangs, then you give me this. She's like, look, I know costume designers. I know you've been dressing Arya for three years, and clearly Lucy Hale says no to nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my fucking weird booted foot. That you, you give me these weird boots. I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. Um. So Paige shows up. Spencer, as usual this season, is like, hey, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Paige is excited because the coach wants to talk to her, and she thinks that uh, she's gonna be asked to swim the last leg of the re- re- relay, which I believe is the anchor. 
I think so. Which just made me wonder, like, what happened to Emily in swimming? Was there was there a detail that we missed about that? Uh, maybe something after the whole scout nonsense of season two. I don't know. Is but, it yeah. is it maybe just because she's so depressed about Maya or something? She's not swimming. Uh, well, I think I mean, she was certainly swimming with Paige in the pool the other like few episodes ago. So, well, I think we'll see later in this episode that Emily is still swimming. I'm just assuming that Paige is like, "Congrats, Emily! I might officially be number two on the team." Yeah. And then he's like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, Paige takes off because she's got to go talk to the coach. She's super excited. Uh, Emily just pulls out Maya's note and reads it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, cut to Hannah at home. She's printed out all the pictures from Maya's website page and like blown them up on big color photos, and she's got them lying all over the bed. Emily comes in. She's a little concerned about this, but Hannah's just like, uh, you know, I've organized these all by date and location, and you can see details that aren't on the screen this way. I don't know what the the wonderful job that the director and editors of this show go through, but I would have killed, if, if you had like two more minutes in this episode, I would have killed for a scene where, I don't even know, like Hannah goes to Kinko's and does this. <laughs> and like, like Kinko's bro? Yeah, like Kinko's bro is just like, like, looking at all these photos, like, are you a little bit in love with this chick? <laughs> or, like, she somehow contacts, like, Caleb to do it. Yeah, Caleb's And Caleb's like, you know how much that costs? Yeah. Like, color? All of these? Really? He's like, yeah. can't, can't I just put some new apps and ringtones on your He's phone? like, why don't you just zoom in on the photo on your computer? Yeah. Never mind. Fine. Whatever. Um, Meet yeah, me tonight. So- yeah. <laughs> So Hannah's like, you know, she's organized the photos by date and location. She thinks she's on to something. And Emily's like, on to something or on something? Well, I like how Emily's just like, you know, thanks and all, but uh, how to put this? Maya wasn't your girlfriend. Yeah. And Hannah's like, look, Caleb knows about A. He put it together from Maya's website page and some other shit. And it's too dangerous for us to be seen together now. And Emily's like, oh, so you're just pretending to not be together. And Hannah's like, yeah. Which is clearly the only reason I would give a shit about Maya's pictures. So they look at the photos for a few minutes. Emily actually has the gall to say, leave it to Maya to make even like pajamas look sexy. Um, well, no, the stupid thing is it's like a selfie where you can barely see Maya's body. It's mostly just like her head. You, right. know? you can just see those brilliant thoughts yeah. pouring out of her head. Um, so they, they eventually put two of the photos together to realize that some of these photos were taken at the con cabin. Yeah, they're shots that are taken outdoors, like up against a like a, an outer wall of a cabin. And there's a sign in the pictures. And when you put two of them together, you can see that the sign reads "The Cons, No Cons Cabin." Can I just suggest a, a, an alternate title for this episode? Raff of the Cons. Ooh, come on. Yeah. So they pick up the phone and give Spencer a call. And they're wondering why Maya would be there during the day when Eric Khan's parties were all at night. And Hannah's like, uh, she must have stayed over. And Emily's just like, frown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Spencer, we'll get into Spencer later, but Spencer's just like, I'll call them back. Because she spied Noel Khan there mm-hmm. in the school hallway and she's going in for the kill. I'm going to guess, and it's it's loose, it's hard to figure out. I'm going to guess that this is literally right after school was ended because there's a lot of students in that hallway yeah probably Either that or hannah and emily just like blew off last period maybe they have an open period maybe um so emily's at work at the brew later in the next scene she's behind the counter and fucking nate saint germain comes in oh nate walks in 
Hey, he says that the band that Maya used to jam... Everything about this sentence is horrible. Yeah, uh, okay. The band that Maya used to jam with, they're playing in the town next week. Uh, this band is called... And Emily's just like, the Owl Kings? They got back together? Which, they really should have been the Yellow Kings. I really thought she said the Yellow Kings for a minute. That would have been amazing, actually. This is Carcosa. Um, so and he's then- like, oh, so you want to go? And it's kind of like date vibey, but like Emily like kind of doesn't notice it because like they hear laughing and, and they look over and Noel Khan is sitting in the liar's spot mm-hmm. with Jenna thing and they're kind of like canoodling. Yeah, they're, they're laughing, they're joking. They're, ha- they're life of the fucking party. Mm-hmm. Um, what is think- funny is that they they it's they're kind of like canoodling together. They don't look sinister. Like they actually just like look like they're enjoying each other's company. It's kind of weird to see them not just being like you know evil. Say what you will, but Nate Saint Germain isn't a quarter of the man that Noel Khan is. Oh, not at all. Um, so Nate's just like, so that's the guy that she dissed me for. I feel like Emily should just be like. Uh, that's Noel Khan. Yeah. I mean, just saying, you don't know who he is, but that's Noel Khan. Yeah, yeah, that's Noel fucking Khan. Look at, look at you, look at him, yeah. Um, Emily instead says, trust me, you dodged a bull on that one. And it's like pregnant with meaning, but Nate's not picking up on shit. Yeah, Nate still doesn't get the, the vibe that Emily maybe doesn't like Jenna, even though she's like, you dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... So we hear Lally that Noel has to leave. He's going to practice. He, he kisses Jenna and leaves. He's going to practice. And then Nate kind of looks over and he makes eye contact with Jenna thing. And this is actually great acting by Tam and Sersak here. She, she smiles, but like not with her eyes. Like she looks down as she smiles. Uh, it's, it's a little awkward. Well, he gives her, when she looks over and sees him, he gives her the most over exaggerated asshole bro nod it's like a smirk nod yeah yeah and she is everything about her is just like oh jesus <laughs> yeah she looks down as she smiles and and uh nate's just like the way she looked past me you'd think she was still blind and at least just like right and like turns around to do something and like in the second her back's turned nate heads on over and emily turns back around and she's just like ah shit She's like, I should have, I should have spilled hot coffee on him or something. Yeah, Nate is super fucking touchy about this rejection. Mm-hmm. He is actively making Ren look cool as a fucking cucumber. Oh yeah, uh, it's just like he comes over to Jenna thing and sits down, and you can tell she's just like, Ew. and he's like, oh, I have a gift for you. I never got the chance to give it to you because you blew me off. And Jenna's like, that's nice, but I can't accept it. And it's basically a whole lot of, like, I insist. Oh, it's no, a, thank it's you. A birthday we didn't go out, so it wouldn't be appropriate. And he's like, well, maybe I should swing by her house, say around three, which is just fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, and he, she, like, gets up to leave at this point, or he's like, or I could just meet you here, uh, which just, like, I feel like he's almost threatening, like, he, he's implying that he knows where she will be. Yeah. You know? Uh, I know your schedule, yeah. Yeah, and she's just like, move out of my way. Well, because so, she stands, he stands, he's blocking her way, yeah. Um, uh, he so looks, he finally, he, he just finally backs off and like walks right out of the coffee shop. Well, because he looks back and he sees that Emily is now watching him, and that's when he kind of backs off and then walks out. It's like mm-hmm. you get the impression that this awkward moment would have continued to something worse if he hadn't like you know, been spied on by em- by Emily there. Or at least other people in public, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so he just like leaves, like he backs off and leaves completely, and Emily just looks concerned. Yeah. Uh, so later, Emily's still at work. She's busting tables outside the brew. Uh, Paige is there, complaining about her meeting with the coach. Yeah, apparently the coach did not want her to swim anchor. Coach said, uh, "Paige, you can't swim at all because you got a C, which pushed her pushed her average down below B. So in your fucking face, Paige. No yeah. anchor for you." Uh, Emily's like, that's bullshit. Emily's just like, math. Fucking lame. Yeah. Uh, and Paige is like, it. I knew I should have taken Woodshop. Yeah. Emily tries to cheer Paige up. She's suggests- a, little, a little pep talk. Yeah. Suggests they come over. She comes over for a movie tonight. Paige says, sure, as long as Emily doesn't make her watch Rudy again, okay. which I think is funny. Rudy's. Uh, I don't know why people like that movie. Ugh. It's, it's Emily and Aaron Sorkin. They love it. Yeah. Um, Emily gets off work at 5, but she promised she'd go shopping with Hannah then, which is code for Hannah and I have, like, you know, liar shit to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like how she casually lies about that. Um, let me let me get us totally off track here. Okay. If you could take one character from the newsroom and uh, kind of, like, helicopter them into Rosewood, who would it be? Shit. Um, who would be the most obvious choice? Sloan Sabbath? Sloan would be great. Um, though I feel like Ari would hate her. Mm. Maybe Maggie. Can you imagine like the Spencer versus Will McAvoy confrontation? Like if they tapped out the chick from uh, Occupy Wall Street, and like Spencer just like slid into that seat, like no matter what the issue was. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spencer puts Will McAvoy on trial. Um, I feel like if he uh, was given any of the liars a little too much guff, like Hannah would just hit him over the head with a like. A rowing oar or something, and that'd be the end of it. Yeah. And then all four of them would like drag him by his ankles into like a closet and tie him up. Mm -hmm. Um. So Emily says she gets off work at five. Like, what time does Emily get out of school? Like, how long has she been working? Three. Like, does she work three to five or something? Uh, I I don't know. Emily's making shit money at this job because she's not working nearly enough. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's not like a full time job. Maybe they allow you to just come in for a few hours. I I don't know. Sure. Anyway, Paige is gonna come over at eight. She'll bring some takeout, and they do the little thing where like Paige is sulky, and Emily's just like, "How about a little kiss, make you feel better?" And Paige's like, "Oh, I'd feel a little better if I had another one." Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kissy shit. Yeah. And then Emily's like, "Okay, now get out of here. I have to get back to work." Yeah. Which, I mean, seemingly she's only going to be at work for another, like, what, hour and a half? <laughs> or something, yeah. Um, so later, we see Emily and Hannah as they park outside this, like, massive gate to the, the Khan estate. Noel Khan's cabin. Yeah, the gate is chained. And so it's a. I just like the way, physically, that Hannah, like, ducks and squeezes through the gate, like, underneath the chains. Like, she does it, like, leg first. It's totally mesmerizing. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a nice. Thing it makes you want to see like Secret Agent Hannah. Yeah, yeah, with that Secret Agent music from the pilot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. So they use some of the Maya photos to make sure that they're the exact right spot where they were Maya was. Oh no! Like clearly they are. There's a big sign right on the door that says the cons straight from the photos. Mm-hmm. They hear noise around them. I like how the cabin's like it's still totally trashed from the night before, where there's all these like. You know, because the the party from last episode was the night before, so there's all these, like, red cups everywhere and, like, kegs and shit like that. No, 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 it it wasn't, though, because remember, that party was on a Friday night. This is a school day. 
I think that what they're implying is that this was yet another, you know, con blowout the night before. Was that party on a Friday? It was on a Friday because remember that was the whole thing. It was like 3 a.m. on a Saturday. The guy had emailed from the admissions office. Oh, I don't remember the day. But and it was like, that makes no sense. If yeah. you insist, yeah. All I yeah. can say is the time moves very slowly on PLL. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And sometimes backwards, as we will get into in this episode alone. But um, they hear a noise around them. They, it could be anything. They head inside. And then we see that there is a surveillance camera there. There's just a surveillance camera. Assume, <laughs> presumably someone could be watching them. Yeah, somebody. Um, yeah. So later we're inside the cabin, and yeah, the place is a fucking mess. There's like party disaster, cups everywhere, bras hanging from the ceiling. I mean, yeah, this this party was obviously brought to you by Red Solo cups, and like girls gone wild. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know why they don't have like a cameo by Joe Francis oh, God. as like a like a con like uh, consigliere. Um, yeah, Hannah's like it looks like the beer pong got out of control. And Emily's just like with disgust. She's like, "There is no way that Maya wanted to meet me in a pl- meet me at this place." Mm, I don't know about that, Emily. Maybe maybe you don't know Maya that well, considering you only dated for a couple months. I'm just saying. And it was clear to everyone else that she was hideous. Before. Yeah. Um. So Hannah suggests that they look around since they're here now. Yeah. So they're snooping around. There's all these like weird like taxidermed like elks and deers and shit on the wall. That all have, like, red cups on their antlers and mouths and shit. Uh, well, so, what I like about this is that Hannah and Emily are really getting into the task of, like, searching for clues. Mm-hmm. In my notes, I had to put down that if Arya was there, she would have volunteered to check the bedroom and been <laughs> back in three seconds to say there was nothing there. Always suspiciously nothing in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Hannah finds a door. Like, there's, like... She opens up this kind of like closet-ish area and there's like a shelf, but okay. then they push the shelf out of the way and there's like a door there. So they go into this like, it's like, it seems like a hidden room, but then when they go in, there's like windows in the room. So it can't yeah. be that much of a secret, really. Yeah, it's it's hidden behind the uh, the game show. The game show, which has like Monopoly and all Yeah, that. maybe it's just a room they don't use that often. But in this room, there's a bunch of just like random like luggage and shit lying around and like cabinets but it's in the it's center there's like a little like bedding area where like somebody's apparently been like sleeping right it's a very strange thing because yeah the floor plan would really be deceiving it's not a small room it's a good sized room with lots mm-hmm. of like, like a whole bay of windows but yeah um they also find that it was basically Maya's overnight bag. It's full of Maya shit. Yeah, they open up a cabinet and Hannah pulls out like a little luggage bag and Emily's just like, that's Maya's. So they, they do a little rifling through. There's some clothes in there. There's a big like folding knife, a knife that folds up uh, with the initials LJ carved into it. And Emily's like, protection? It, protection? And they're like, who is LJ? I really wanted Hannah to just be like, LeBron James? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Emily asked that question after she pauses from caressing one of her dead girlfriend's old shirts for several minutes. Mm-hmm. Smelling um, it. Yeah, they find a card. Fingering herself. Yeah, they find a card <laughs> that Emily gave to Allison on her 14th birthday that Maya, they surmise, must have found in a box of her things. Yeah, Maya had like, some shit from Allie for some reason in this bag. Uh, there's also a bus ticket to San Francisco that's unused. And so they're like, oh, Maya never left Rosewood. Which seemed obvious at this point, but sure. Which you would have thought they would have come up with, uh, you know, after 
Wayne Fields and the patriarchy aided well, Emily and her quest. And also because they found Maya's dead body in Rosewood. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, she probably didn't go to San Francisco. That's a pretty solid clue. Mm-hmm. You, got, you have a point there. Yeah, so... But then, door slammed shut. Bam! Yeah, they try to, they run over, they try to pry it open, and then the shutters... The wooden shutters and all the windows slam shut, too, because it's like a robot death house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the con death house. Yeah. Rap of the cons. Um, and then shit just turns out, into, like, hostile, too, yeah. They start calling out, who's out there? And then they yell, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And, uh, also... Emily grabs on the fireplace, like, pokers, and starts, like, brandishing it like she's gonna get tough. I think there's also some, uh, if this is you, Noel, this isn't funny anymore. Uh, yeah, and then the lights go out and they scream. And we eventually come back to them. Emily's got her phone out. She has no reception. Hannah's just like, should we scream some more? But what good will that do, Emily says, and there's no one around to hear it, which is very philosophical. Yeah, yeah. When a, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, they're fucked. Well, um, I like how Hannah's just like, look, a light! And it's like, oh yes, that light that's coming through the sh- wooden shutters that aren't, like, flesh up against each other. Yes, that light. Well, it's, it's, it's dark now. The time has passed enough. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, it, this light's probably been there the whole time. But, yeah, uh, really. Emily starts breaking some of the windows. Well, Emily, she sees this light and she just, like, charges the window with her fire poker. And yeah. starts going to town on all the glass. Like, to the point where Hannah's just like, jeez, Em. Well, no, so Hannah then has a brilliant idea where she pops out the knife and tries to, like, pry apart the shutters. And then somehow, like, stabs herself in the leg. Well, she's she's trying to pry it. Like, maybe she's trying to, like, because li- she says it's locked. Like, as though she's trying to lift the latch on the other side or something. But then somehow she slips i don't know she i don't think she cuts her hand on any of the surrounding glass but like the knife slips and somehow she stabs herself in the leg with it (laughs) nice going hannah it's a pretty hardcore wound emily yeah like in the thigh yeah gets out a scarf uses it as a tourniquet then emily finally picks up this baseball bat we had no idea was there she beats the shit out of the rest of the glass she goes fucking insane like she like goes like rampage emily starts just like pounding the whole wall down practically like she destroys the whole shutters and window and everything like mm-hmm. breaks them apart completely then so we cut outside she's like helping hannah limp out oh should we mention what hannah's wearing um it. she's got pink leggings on which just like that's where the wound is so it's it's interesting yeah. uh and then just like a kind of a not quite turquoise turquoisey like blue sleeveless top with like frills and stuff but the pink leggings i think are the main detail Mm-hmm. Those pink leggings are now like bloody. Yeah, she, looks she stabbed glamorous. herself in the thigh. Um, I mean, she's so, lucky she didn't hit like her uh, her femoral artery or anything. Blood just like squirting out everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they find some word spray paint on the side of the cabinet in red, and it's "I'm saving you for later." A. I wonder what the cons are going to think about that. Oh yeah, get, yeah. When yeah, they get back to their cabin, everyone who comes across that's going to enjoy freaking out over that. Hannah mm. literally omgs. Um, <laughs> no cons, just like. Arya? <laughs> that bitch again? Um, so they look around, understand they freaked out. So later we cut to the Marin house. Emily's, you know, helping Hannah into her house. It, Hannah's like limping at this point from her wound. Emily wants to call Ashley, but Hannah won't let her. And Emily's just like, it's not a cut, it's a stab wound. You need stitches. Yeah. And Emily wants to call Caleb. Hannah vetoes that, and she's like, "No, I can't be seen with him." And so Emily grabs him. Han- Emily grabs Hannah's phone and starts calling someone on Hannah's phone. 
I mean, and Hannah's she's just like, "Hi, this is Emily." Hannah's in pretty dire straits here, but she mm. still looks pretty glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, so later we see Hannah. She's laid up on her kitchen counter for head on a pillow, and Ren is there stitching up her thigh. Of course. You know, they've got a, a cyber wolf to call for their to handle their technology, and they have a, a doctor to handle any, like, field dressings that need done. And I guess they just call Ezra whenever something needs to be tutored. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah, so when is like... They don't call Paige for anything. Seriously. Um, Ren is like, how the fuck did you get this wound? But Hannah, you know, isn't going to talk about it. Well, and it's like, I was cutting a carrot and the knife slipped. And he's like, really? And she's like, it was a big fucking carrot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ren, I feel like, is probably taking his time patching her up, like caressing her leg. Um, yeah, because he's, he's kind of cut away the legging in that area. And this is like her thigh, you know. So he's, yeah. he's stitched her up. I mean, those are like several stitches. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah's like, he's like, why did you go to the hospital? And she's like, look, I can't tell you why, uh, you know, just trust me. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll stop asking questions, you know? Mm-hmm. So he puts a bandage on. He's like, okay, yeah, you're going to need to sleep with this elevated, you know, just put a pillow under your leg. Uh, Emily's gone, by the way. Emily's not here. Uh, and then he's like, have you eaten dinner? And she says the last meal she had was a rice cake and yoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. And he, I like how Ren's just like, oh, yeah, that must have been when you uh, cut yourself with the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's going to give her some antibiotics, but they shouldn't be taken on an empty stomach. So, therefore, he insinuates, he needs to make her fucking dinner. So, he goes to her fridge, which contains three eggs, two meatballs, and a pint of milk. Well, he and says he- that. He says three eggs, two meatballs, and a pint of milk. A challenge, but I'm up for it. Super cheesy smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But... It should be pointed out, Hannah can't really help but smile back here because he's such a pawn. Yeah, yeah. I um, want to know what you're making with three eggs, two meatballs, balls, and a Well, I think milk. the show kind of glosses over this later. But yeah, so Hannah, Emily comes home, and Nate St. Germain is sitting there on her porch. He wants to apologize for the way he acted at the brew, which just, I, I just wrote in this note, like, if you find that you're apologizing, like, all the time for the way you acted or something you did, it kind of starts to seem insincere after a while. Right. Like, if, if it, it's not enough to just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, over and over again. It's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do what you were going to do before apologizing. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, Emily, Emily basically admits, you don't have to apologize to me because I don't give a shit. But she's just like, yeah, well, Jenna was a jerk. And he's like, well, it's nothing to do with Jenna. Something, something, Well, he's something. like, I don't know what came over me. Yeah, something, something, something. Losing Maya's having more of an effect on him than he realized. Mm, his and little go-to moment, yeah. He can't get past the fact that she's gone. There's nothing he can do about it. Ugh. So Emily sits down next to him, and she's like, oh, hey, like, you know, here's Maya's bag, you know, BTW. And Nate starts looking at it as Emily. I like how she just makes up this story about how she like found a picture of Maya in an old email account she doesn't normally check, and she recognized the cabin, so she and Hannah went there and found this. It's like, ooh, good thinking, Em. Weren't we just talking not too long ago about how Emily is like too earnest for the rest of the show? Mm-hmm. And like, this is the second pretty effortless lie that Emily has quickly come up with. It's almost like she's a pretty little liar. Almost. Yeah. Um, so Emily, she's like, yeah, we think Maya's staying there until she died. 
And Nate pulls out some clothes, and he's just like, my, I wore this at a bonfire that we had at a beach a couple summers ago. And he just, like, starts crying. Just like, Whoa. fuck off, Nate. While she's giving him this this bullshit story about the fake emo account, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, she's put a lot of effort into this lie. He is tearing through this bag, mm-hmm. like, literally not really listening to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily starts rubbing his shoulders. He's crying. They hug. You can tell that he does not want to let go. Well, he she kind of moves in for the kiss, and and to be fair to Nate here, Emily's kind of moving in too. Yeah, like she Emily, moves in. Emily, like she seems like kind of confused, and she doesn't know what what she's really doing. But she's kind of it's just like it's a moment, and she's just going with it. And so you know, they start kissing, yeah. and just when they start kissing is when we cut to the sidewalk. Is Paige is walking up with the Chinese takeout. Which God, I really want Chinese takeout right now. Sounds good. Yeah, and she sees this and she's just like, uh, you know, like Emily doesn't see her. Paige just like watches it for a couple seconds, turns around, throws the takeout in a trash can, and then pushes over the trash cans, you know, because yeah. fuck that. Which I'll 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 have to side with Paige on this one. That's gross, Emily. Yeah, Emily eventually pulls back and she's just like, uh, and Nate's like, I've wanted to kiss you for a while. I haven't felt some this close to someone in a long time. Emily looks very kind of confused and worried, and then she gets a text from Paige that basically says, like, oh, wasn't feeling well, can't make it. And then Emily just looks guilty, which... Can I I spoil something here? Sure. I know when this happened on the internet, there was a lot of consternation among the community, because, like, they're like, ew, no, like, don't do this Emily's character. Uh, and this is just, it doesn't go anywhere, you know? There's not going to be an Emily-Nate relationship, because that's fucking gross. Yeah. Emily, well, and, Emily is definitely a lesbian, you know? And, and I believe that in the books, the Emily character kind of bounces back and forth between women and men. Which to, is... To some degree. The, eh, I mean, that's, that's a whole other political issue. But yeah, Emily is clearly a lesbian on the show. I think the show probably does a lot better job of depicting an accurate, you know, version of this character's sexuality and mm-hmm. her journey. To well, I think this what that is this scene was really just it was just like emotionally charged scene where Emily didn't know how to react to it, but once she kind of thinks about it, like she knows exactly what she is and and what she wants, and it's not Nate fucking Saint Germain. Exactly. So later in Hannah's kitchen, uh, Hannah's just finished the amazing meal that Ren cooked for her. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, so good to see you still have your appetite. Um, so Hannah, you know, moves away from the table where he's just watched her eat, which is some kind of other fetish, um, to like yeah. prop her leg up. And Ren helps her, and he tries to do the slow, like, face float in for the kiss. Well, he does, you know, there's some kind of close touching as he's helping her onto the stool to put her leg up, and, and yeah, he does, like, he kind of floats forward, like, bedroom eyes are happening, and Hannah's just like, it's getting late. Yeah. And I love how Red just, he just, he literally hangs his head. He's just like, ah, foiled again. Well, he gets up, and he's like, he's about to walk off, and she's just like, oh, by the way, you really saved me tonight. And he like he throws up his hands. He's just like, anytime. Yeah, yeah. Still looks cooler and smoother than Nate. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to Nate, this is James fucking Bond here. There um, you go. There's the next Bond right there. James fucking Bond. It's Ren. Ren. Yeah. Uh, so it's the next day at school. It's in the locker room. What Emily. Is, what is Ren's last name again? Kingston. That's right. I keep thinking it's Fair or something. Is he like part that. of like the Kingsmen or something. 
Maybe. Yeah. Emily spots Paige in the locker room the next day, and she's like, oh, are you feeling better? And Paige is like, yeah, I just got a little sick to my stomach. Like, Paige, everything Paige says is just like, it just, she's spitting it out. Like, she's so bitter, you know? And Emily's like, oh, you seemed fine yesterday. And Paige's like, yeah, it just came on suddenly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she asked how Emily's night was. Emily mentions that Nate came by. He was really upset, a total mess. Um, well, I like how she says, uh, that Nate was like she was the other night with Paige. And Paige is like, Oh, so what'd you guys do? And Emily's like, mostly talk. And Paige is like, mostly? Yeah. Uh, but then the coach shows up and it's like, hey, you know, come on out to do your PE stuff or whatever, swim stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have to leave. But Paige just like, she's basically like, this is my smug look of the betrayed right now. Like, in case you aren't picking up on this. Yeah. Yeah. She could take some notes from Arya on this. Mm-hmm. She really could. Um, I want to point out, though, that in the dialogue... Arya's obviously... just like, have a seat. No, not there. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. No, 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 no. I will show you how to how to communicate betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, in the dialogue and of every other depiction, like this is clearly the next day. Yeah, yeah. Which we, we've established that, yeah. So anyways, we'll move on to Spencer here. Spencer. Um, as we saw, Spencer was moving in for the kill, the Nolcon kill. Um, oh, I've got some dialogue here. Well, I like to point out that Noel Khan is wearing a purple V-neck shirt. Noel Khan can pull off a purple V-neck shirt. Sure as shit can, yeah. Noel says, have a good time last night? See, this is what I was saying last no, night. No, he says the other night. The other night? Okay. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah. Okay. Spencer, yeah, all my dreams came true, which I love the way she delivers that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, like, yeah, all my dreams came true, Noel, you know? And Noel's just like, Jen was right. You just can't seem to stay out of other people's business. And Spencer says, you lied to me. And Noel says, which time? Yeah. <laughs> and so Spencer knows Maya wasn't just a random guess. And Noel's just like, yeah, fine. You know, he's like, look, we had a texting relationship. And I like how Spencer's like, what does that mean? And he's just like, I sold her weed. Like, what do you think it means? Yeah, yeah. Well, so she says something. And I love that Noel's like, it's kind of hot that you think I'm capable of murder. Well, yeah, she says uh, this before or after you and Jenna start sneaking around at night. And he's like, it's kind of hot knowing you think I'm capable of murder. And Spencer's just like, can't even, like, bounces. Yeah, she is so disgusted that she storms off. Noel then... Hard face, yeah. He marches in the opposite direction like he's the T-1000. Mm-hmm. Just, I love the... Like, is Noel Khan, like, is he a drug dealer? Is that is that what he's been up to this whole time? He just, like, sells weed to the local high school students? Yeah, possibly. I mean, he's like, a cool guy. He can get away with it. Is that, like, Eric's gig and he just uh, is the dealer? Like, I don't know. I'm curious Is that, like, now. where the, the Khan family fortune comes from? That they're huge pot fields? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so they own half of Rhode Island. True. As Spencer is uh, leaving school at one point, she gets a text from Emily. Mind you, this is right after Noel has left the brew. And Emily texts her, Noel is leaving for practice. Opportunity knocks. Which I think is a weird text from Emily, of all people. It is a little weird. It's a little artistic, but maybe she figured that Spencer would enjoy it. And also, wanted, they are the same person, so. I wanted Spencer to, like, just, you know, lots of thumbs, angrily, quickly text back, I am the one who knocks, Emily. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, the, it basically... Spencer has her... A guy opens his door and gets shot. You think that of me, Emily? No. Oh. 
Oh my god, I would love to see Troy and Belisario do that monologue on her Instagram. Oh yeah, love it. I would love for all the girls to do it. To be honest with you, but yeah. Um, so later we're at school. Spencer is watching the football team, making sure they're doing like sports team shit. I love the way they frame that though, because well, she's got her iPad out as though she's like doing something, like keeping score or like charting something. Like she's trying to look busy as they all run past her, and then as soon as they're all gone, she just like puts the iPad away and runs back into the locker room. Well, it's it's a close up of Spencer, like with a backdrop of some building. They clearly couldn't get or didn't need to get like a football field, yeah, extras. You just have the sound, and it's 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 perfect. It's it fits right in. Um, but yeah, she sneaks right into the boys' locker room. She finds her way to the Encon locker. Oh, speaking of uh, James Bond, Noel Con's locker, double oh nine. Nice. Uh, she. Tries the locker, it's locked, of course. So she pulls out a little, like, like uh, I don't know, like tweezers or hairpin or something. She picks the lock. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, she just like straight up picks it in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Opens it up. She finds an Olcon cell phone inside. Uh, but then she hears some people coming in. So she takes the phone, closes the locker, and goes and like ducks that around behind like some equipment and shit like that. Yeah, so these two guys come in, and they're doing locker room shit. They're talking. They start undressing. They're heading for the showers. This is a great episode because because these girls are doing shenanigans and shit, you mm-hmm. know, like, like gender role reversal. Ren has to, like, patch up Hannah's wounds. Oh, yeah. Spencer is watching the guys get well, undressed. Spencer has completely, like, reclaimed the male gaze on this show. Like, yeah. she's she's checking out the dudes undressing, and she does, like, the most amazing, like, eyebrow raise ever as she does it. Like, well, it, she's watching, she's watching the, like, eyebrow raise. Well, it's wonderful because she kind of goes back and forth at her leisure between, like, can you believe I'm seeing this? To, like, ugh, can you believe I'm seeing this? To, can you believe I'm mm-hmm. seeing this? To, ugh, <laughs> you know. Um, so some time passes. She's still stuck in that, that hiding spot in the locker room where she finally is able to go slip Noel's phone back into his Well, locker. no, before she does that, she's unlocked Noel's phone and she searched in his email for Maya. Oh. Uh, no hits found on all like 1500 or so messages he has, including on server. So nothing from Maya apparently in his email. So she puts the phone back, which I want to point out, Noel Khan apparently has an iPhone 4S. I can tell that from uh, things. Mm. In the timeline on the show, that iPhone 4S would be, at minimum, like, came out, like, that day, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in the fall of 2011, like, in, in like, mid-October, which right. it can't possibly be more than mid-October right now on the show, so. It's going to be 2011 on PLL for a while. For a long fucking while. Yeah. Um, so as soon as she rounds that corner, there's no con. Yeah, she back from the field puts the phone going. back and then rounds the corner and there's no con. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I like it. They, they didn't execute this great, but Nolcon kind of gets up in his face, but then all these other bros come in and they all start patting him on the back. And I think what we're supposed to gather from this is that they were just all like, oh, girl in the locker room, like, go Nolcon. Right. And, like, he doesn't really know how to respond to this, and then Spencer just, like, bolts before he can really ask her anything. I'm sure that Noel would, in, under other circumstances, he would gladly take the credit from his, his mm-hmm. fellow bros, but he's not an idiot. He's nefarious. He immediately runs to his locker because he knows why the fuck else would Spencer Hastings be in this locker room. I feel like those dudes should be like, look, Noel, 
we appreciate your null condness and all, and we're not dogging you or anything, but Spencer Hastings? We find that a little hard to believe. You think so? Spencer? But you don't think that these, these dumbass bros are not, like, applauding Noel for, like, slaying They should all be terrified of Spencer. Oh, but I mean, still, if anyone's going to slay the dragon, it's going to be Noel Khan. I guess? Let me tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Sean. It's no, not it's not going to be Sean. That's Whatever the true. hell Emily's boyfriend, you know, his name was. I mean, that might as well have been, like, Olivia Munn in that locker room, you know? Like, that's that's the the realism level. Right, right. Now, this is also, like, visually, it's confirmation that the team that Noel's on is the football team. Because, mind you, earlier, Noel had to go to practice. That's all we heard. Oh, and yeah. Then, I think we knew he was on the football team. I, I didn't know if I'd heard that before. But you never actually It is also Spencer the fall. The so, sure. I don't know what else, what other sport he'd be in. Yeah. True. Um, oh, I feel like he's also probably on, like, the lacrosse team with the Mikey the Lax bro. If there's a team, Noel's on that team. Mm-hmm. And he's showing you that there is indeed an I in that team. Yeah. Um, Captain Spencer reading her iPad on her bed. Staring at these pictures of Maya at the con cabin. Studying them intently. She gets an email on her computer. Kind of looks up. I don't know why she didn't get it on her iPad too, but whatever. Uh, she gets up to check it. It's from a blocked sender. And it, the message reads, Stay out of my locker! Exclamation mark. And then it has this well, no, weird... It's, it's, it's very interesting. I want to point out, first of all... Like, we learned from the pilot that Spencer has very loud, audible email alerts. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's emailing her, she knows she can hear anywhere in the room. But if she goes over, it's a blocked email account. The subject line is, is this what you were looking for? Mm-hmm. Then the body says, stay out of my locker with this, like, laughing smiley face emoji gift thing. Yeah, it's like a smiley face gift that then, like, the gift opens and we get, like, the surveillance footage like all in like kind of like green night vision style of Nolcon's cabin, presumably from that surveillance camera that we saw earlier. So the video that's playing, I could not tell. Is this like a massive video file or is it like streaming footage that she can rewind? I don't know, but she plays it for like over a half hour. So I'm not like, I don't think you could send that an attachment. You know, it's just like, oh, you got like a four, four gig file or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it starts playing this, like, kind of night vision-y surveillance video. It's playing exactly at 9.30 on April 12th. Spencer pulls out her iPad and checks the police report that she has on it, like, the pictures of it. And she confirms that Maya was thought to have died between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. on April 12th to April 13th. So, this video is right around that time. And she picks up the phone, she calls someone, we don't know who, and she says, Noel Khan just sent me some security footage from the night Maya died. She's like, you're not going to believe this, mm-hmm. but I think Noel Khan. I just wanted, I wanted her to turn to the camera and be like, you know who's not providing me all of this technological excellence? Microsoft. <laughs> um, yeah, Spencer later is in her room, she's still watching the surveillance footage. She gets up at one point to stretch, you know. Like, I, I could watch Troy and Belisario stretch all day. Well, it's it's like you really sell that like she's been on this basically well, cause stakeout it's, of sorts. It's ten oh four p.m. on the video, so she's presumably been watching it in real time for over a half hour, just like sitting there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Then she kind of like looks over as she's stretching, and she sees on the video that Maya rolls up on her bike. It's just around yeah ten oh four. It's just after ten p.m. Yeah. Maya gets off the bike and then kind of walks with the bike like around the side of the cabin, like she. 
And Maya, like Maya, kind of looks back at right as she gets off, like she's concerned or something. She she walks around with like the grace of the guiltiest cat ever. Yeah. Um, guiltiest, most paranoid cat ever. So like later, after her misadventures of Ezra, Arya comes running into Spencer's room. I want to point out that Team Sparia, you know, the real characters on the show. Yes, yes. They always unite for the big stuff. Yeah, yeah. When it matters. Yeah. Spencer says, I hope I didn't screw up your night with Ezra. And Harry's like, nope, already screwed up. So did we get a a glimpse into Team, what do you you call it? Like Team Hemily? Yeah, Hemily. Hemily? Hemily, yeah. Whatever. Um, Spencer's like, sorry, hope I didn't screw up your night with Ezra. And Arya's like, nope, it was already screwed up. (laughs) Arya wonders why Noel Khan would have given them this video. And Spencer's like, well, watch. So we're watching on tape. It's 10.04. In the case file, the key witness places Maya in Garrett's car at 9 p.m. And then there's Maya at 10.04 p.m. getting off her bike and going into the cabin. So this proves that Maya was not with Garrett and that Garrett wasn't the last person to see Maya. Arya literally exclaims, OMG, that's Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Garrett's not the last person to see her live. Uh, so for the... Like an ending pit here. I have them. They're in Spencer's room. I think this is supposed to be the next day. This is the next day, but Spencer and Arya are wearing the same exact clothes. No, they just, you know, went it's, to sleep. The sun is shining Te- through the windows. Team Sparia just spooned each other all night. Obviously, Spencer is big spoon. Yeah, and I would do it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's the sun is shining. This is after we've seen Emily and Paige in the locker room. But yeah, this is the next day. Yeah, so they're wearing the same outfits. Um, Hannah's there now with Spencer and Arya. They're watching the video. It's on one fourteen a.m. on the video now. Noel's convertible rolls up. He's got Jenna with him. This is still, like, fake blind Jenna? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Jenna was still pretending to be blind. She would have been able to see at this point on the show. But, but she hadn't quite come out yet. As well, and, and she hasn't to Noel. So that's at least yeah. something. At least at that point, she didn't trust Noel enough, that info. And Noel, he gets out of his convertible and comes around to help her out. And it's always funny to see Noel just being kind of like a nice guy. Like, he helps her out, and then he kind of like, they kind of have this like tender kiss, you know. And, and it like cuts to Arya, and she's just like, sneer. You know, like, well, ew, Noel Khan. Noel's a human being. He comes from money. He can afford to be a nice guy because he's probably going to go do something fucking foul to Jenna in that Well, cabin. he's taking her to his fuck cabin. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. come on. What else are they doing in there? Exactly. Exactly. Um, they play a little game like, hey, Jenna, guess where I'm sticking it? Um, yeah, so like moments after the two Well, because they go inside, the they shut the door to the cabin, and yeah, like seconds later, Maya comes out from the side of the cabin. Uh, and she comes and stands right next to the convertible, and then she's standing like at the edge of the frame on the right side, and then someone like grabs her from out of frame and like pulls her out of the frame. Yeah. You know, so it's like we don't see who this person is, but she gets yanked right out uh, out of the camera's range to the right. It is perfectly creepy because it's literally right as she's like looking up at the surveillance camera, like, looking at mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And you just see these hands grab her. The movement is so jarring and jerky that her hat falls off. Um, and we know she isn't murdered here, because the victim was, you know, killed at the scene, but this is still, like, a prelude to a murder here. It's it's kind of pretty creepy. 
It's you know, really creepy. PLL does manage to like bring the kind of like disturbing murder element when it wants to. Uh, I, I remember watching this when it first aired and being a little freaked out in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the tape sh- basically the surmise or the, the summarize. We know that it's not Noel. It's not Jenna who killed. There's Jenna. no way they like they just went inside. There's no way they couldn't have like ran around and like been in that position. And it's not physically Garrett. impossible. It's not Garrett because this is one fifteen in the morning and he was arrested at Spencer's house at midnight. Yeah. So none of them killed Maya. They surmise. And they're kind of looking at the freeze frame of Maya being pulled away. Um, I mean, I hate Maya as a character because she was so awful, but the kind of like piecing together the last days and hours of Maya is kind of like fun, creepy, like mystery. Like it works, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just the whole idea that like they have all this information about Maya, like the last day she was alive and all the kind of weird somewhat banal stuff she was doing on that last day like because you know Maya doesn't know she's about well to the die. thing about the thing about this though is that with maya they can do this because oh you yeah couldn't, you couldn't do this with allison she was so elusive and so mysterious that uh-huh. you could never fully like lock down all of her movements but with but, maya they can yeah yeah they can but yeah so S- spencer like again she says who who the suspects are not and Hannah's face is basically just like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get the A tag. Someone's watching the news, a news report about jury selection and Garrett Reynolds' upcoming trial. And you kind of see the A is unpacking some black hoodies from boxes into mm-hmm. the new A layer. Mm-hmm. And hanging the hoodie on a rack, there are five hoodies on that rack. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means something, maybe it doesn't. Uh, and I like how, uh, the, on the news, they start talking about waiting for a statement from Veronica Hastings, and A picks up the remote and changes the channel to Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. A's like, no thank you, I don't want to hear about Veronica Hastings, I'd rather watch Wheel of Fortune. Hmm, who could A possibly be? So, the next episode is Single Fright Female. Single Fright Female. Uh, by the way, we should mention this episode is written by Janelle Lennon and directed by Patrick Norris. Those are two show regulars. They do lots of good work. As we just saw in this mm-hmm. episode. This is a solid episode. It's enjoyable. Oh, yeah. He had the, the Noel Khan, like, robot cabin house that attacked Emily and, and Hannah there. Hannah getting Which stitched is- up. Like whatever we know that we're about a half an hour outside of Rosewood here, uh, probably I don't know the exact elevation, but probably pretty high up on Fuck Mountain. Well, you just know that we're gonna see Hannah in the next episode. It's gonna be like a day later, and her leg is gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. The Island Hilder. Yeah, exactly. I want to see Hannah on crutches again or something. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The wiki for this episode is fucking terrible. Uh, that trivia is not even worth mentioning. But yeah, next episode is Seagull Fright Female. This is, in case you're wondering, it'll be S3E11. The kind of mid-season finale is S3E12. So we're we're coming up on the mid-season finale of Season 3 of PLL here. Mm-hmm. And we will get to that next week. Uh, any uh, Anything we need to talk about? No, just that we're excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, you can find us online. I'm Benjamin underscore light. Marco is Marco Sparks. Is that right on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to go to time travel murder mystery dot com, 
slash blog. That is, in fact, the website. Uh, PLL is just a side project. It's a time travel murder mystery. If you go to timetravelmurdermystery.com slash blog, you will see an incredibly awesome video about PLL that's on the YouTubes or the website page. Um, Do it. This blog is a recap of seasons one through four, so just FYI, if you haven't seen the past what we're talking about on our podcast here, there are spoilers. But I would highly encourage you to check it out. Do it right now. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Go do I'm going to go do it right now. I've seen that thing probably at least a hundred times. I still want to watch it because I love it. We're going to do that right now, folks. That is definitely true. So we'll go ahead and let you go. Until then. Bye.